You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I am Allie, your host, joined by Daniel. Daniel, what are you loving? Well, we just did these Stations of the Cross because it was Holy Week last week, and they were stations that I got a long time ago from my church, Elizabeth Ann Seton in Bothell, Washington. Shout out. No, they're big listeners. And um, <laughs> my my friend Stephanie uh, gave them to me, and they're they're called were, We Were There stations. And each station is somebody that was that was witness to the mm-hmm. passion. Mm-hmm. So my station is Judas. The first station is Peter. Mary's one of them. Centurion, a Roman soldier, anonymous woman. Mm-hmm. They're all just people all that observe. Perspectives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a scripture, and then the person kind of does it in first person character, gives their perspective on what they observed on the way to the cross. They're just great stations. So they're called were we were there stations, and then in between each station we sing, "Were you there?" there. Oh, a verse of "Were you chills. there?" that goes with it. Such a good chills every time. song. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, they're a big hit here in Nativity every year when we do those stations. I am loving, I'll add on the song, Were You There? I'd say that because now you make me feel like a bad <laughs> Catholic, but I was just going to tell you that I am loving, a little late to the game, I don't know if I've said it before, Ted Lasso. Mm. Just finished the first season. I, everybody has been raving about it for like years now, but I was didn't have Apple TV, you know, was late to it and oh my gosh what a good show you just love just the characters right? the characters it's endearing the writing is so clever it's just it's so good you've got it's every emotion and humor and you've got all the pieces it's a great show yes <laughs> that's what i'm loving so after you reflect on the stations of the cross if you need something more uplifting and funny on the days after you can watch some ted lasso we've got things for you to do So we have been getting back to our roots this series by talking about relational ministry. Relationships are a central goal, maybe the central goal with our students. So we are recommitting to relational ministry. Today, we're going to take a look at some new research from Springtide Research. They just conducted a comprehensive study of young people and published their findings specifically for youth ministry. So they identified five elements that are present in effective relational ministry today. Yeah, and their beginning premise was that most adults who are trying to pour into young people do it in one of two ways. They either do it with their expertise or Mm -hmm. relationships. So that means you either are giving them advice and teaching them as an expert or somebody that's experienced in a certain field, whether that's sports or medicine, prayer, cooking, car care, doesn't really matter what it is, Mm -hmm. or you're just hanging out with them trying to build friendship and be part of their life. Now, this whole series is called rebuilding or recommitting to relational ministry. And we definitely lean toward relationship. We talk about it all the time. Even the name of this series gives it away, but the five elements that they have are really opportunities to build what the study calls relational authority. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. We encourage that, but even saying those two expertise or relationships, we've seen that, um, 
in action ourselves as small group leaders. We see it in certain leaders and ministers that we have here. I think we can definitely all relate to leaning one way or another in different situations or just generally. So we are going to go through today. It is going to be a lot of statistics, a lot of information coming at you, but we will do our best to break it down along the way because I really think it's helpful as we want to think about recommitting to this relational ministry. So the five elements are listening, transparency, integrity, care, and expertise. So the first one is listening, something that we talk about a lot, but Mm -hmm. the statistics that they had in this research really showed how important it is. So they said 25% of young Catholics said they have one or no adults to talk to when they need it. 25%. So only one in four of our teens feels like they have an adult in their life that they can really talk to when they need to. And the flip side of that is 91% of young Catholics said a meaningful interaction means that they feel listened to. So if an interaction is meaningful with someone, that person has listened to them. 80% of young Catholics say they feel listened to when someone is curious. 72% say they feel listened to when someone asks them good questions. So focusing our in- our intention on what they say rather than preparing our response, remembering what mm-hmm. they said and acting on it to demonstrate our understanding. These are really important things. So it's not just sitting and listening, um, but it's really hearing and responding to what they say. Um, and we try to instill that in our leaders all the time, that it's it's you should be listening 80% mm-hmm. of the time and speaking 20% of the time. You should be really working on asking great follow-up mm-hmm. questions because it shows that you're paying attention, you're really curious. Um, all of those little things can be that first step to really building the relational authority. So listening was the first thing that they found in the study. Yeah, that active listening that after you listen to someone who's speaking to you, you kind of reiterate what they say just to be like, okay, so you're saying you were really stressed out this week because you had a big test or something just kind of to show that active listening. So that's listening. Second is transparency. 76% trust someone who shares about their life. 83% trust those who understand their lived experiences. And 87% trust someone who tells them what is going on and makes them feel included. We talked a little bit the last episode about not just yielding advice at teens, um, but being a part of the journey with them. And I think this is exactly part of it. We don't just want to say, oh, yeah, when they share something, we shouldn't just say, oh, you know what you should do? Or, oh, yeah, you've got to blah, 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 blah. No, but lean into it with them. Share how you've also experienced things or understand that or and just appreciate them being transparent and in return, you being transparent. And it just helps build that trust. All three of those st- statistics started with the word trust. Yeah, the transparency thing too, I think also comes from the vulnerability. Mm-hmm, that we've talked about. And mm-hmm. that being kind of your ticket to them opening up more as you opening up more. So mm-hmm, um, definitely. Yeah. And I think the next part, uh, the next Uh, element that they had was integrity and they're related transparency and integrity i think somebody that's really transparent is probably going to have great integrity as well Mm -hmm. Um, and part of that is they said 80 percent of young people trust someone who does what they say that they're going to do 80 percent trust someone who admits when they were wrong Mm -hmm. so the integrity piece of that has to do a lot with what you're willing to share as well Mm -hmm. so the transparency integrity they kind of go hand in hand 
Um, and you can be authentic by admitting yeah. what you don't know. Humility. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, we don't have all of the answers in our faith. Um, I think we found this year when we examined the Hot Topics series um, with our teens, we gave them a chance to really talk about tough things where we didn't have all of the answers. Our leaders were mm -hmm. really nervous about it and it created some of the best conversations that we've had mm -hmm. in the last few years. Um, just because we allowed people to kind of open up and realize like we're all on different pages about some things. Mm -hmm. We aren't going to all walk away agreeing on this, but we're going to have personal integrity in how we come and talk about it and yeah. maintain that through the tough conversations. Yeah. It reminds me that we always say here, you know, you learn in rows, but you grow in circles. So at mass each weekend, the homily is really a teaching um, part of the mass and just being spoken to from our pastor. But this small group is the opportunity to really be authentic, have that conversation um, and grow that trust there. So the next one is care. So between 83 and 84 percent trust someone who invests time in them and shows they care. When you when they know you care, they are 70 or even 80 percent more likely to take your advice when they aren't feeling judged, but they're feeling like what you're sharing, saying, guiding them with is coming from a place of true love and care. They're more open to listening to you. So one key is not pushing your own agenda in this, but really listening what they have to say and just responding with that care and love. Yeah, they had some quotes from teens in this section, and that was what um, some of the teens said is that they just got this sense that this person that cared about them really wasn't in it for wanting to teach them something or change them in any way, but they were in it to really just be on their side and help them. And part of that is following up with um, their needs too. When you know yep. that they're having a tough test or they have yeah. their big track meet that week or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you follow up and show that you really are invested in them and care about them. And so many teens, I mean, are just judgment is such a part of their life between social media and school and sports and trying to live up to their expectations, their parents' expectations, there are the things they see online or their friends. There's constant comparison and judgment going on in their own heads and coming from these other places that just to be a safe place where they don't feel judged for their faith or their decisions or what's going on, but it be a safe place where they know they're cared and loved is so important. And the fifth and final element is expertise. So after all of these other things are kind of in place, this is where the expertise can come in. So 69% of young people agreed that a person's expertise doesn't matter if they don't care about me. And they will see your expertise if they know you care. Mm -hmm. So in our context for church, I think this is, we're sort of the experts, mm -hmm. even though... They look at us as the yeah, experts, no, I should say. Yeah, there's no not, expert, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, you maybe call Bible a theologian scholars. an expert. Yeah. But um, knowing God is not really an expert thing, but it is sort of something that you can show people a path to go on. Mm -hmm. So they're a lot more likely to follow that path and look at the path that you've followed if you make all these other investments up front. Um, and I think you can show them other things too. Like I love the idea of, like a guy's group going out and learning how to change a tire. A mm -hmm. girl's group could totally do that too, but yes. it just is more, it seems know. like more of a guy's activity. Yes. Or um, I don't know, what would, a, what would a girl's group do that's sort of that equivalent of like something that 
an older woman could teach younger women that well really like baking at. i know they've done that a small group of ours have come together to bake casseroles for a mm. missions partner to donate but they came together and were taught this recipe and cooked together tracy could teach her her small group how to fly a Blackhawk, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we want to encourage that. <laughs> but the expertise shines through when all of the other things are mm -hmm. in place. That's the main idea. Yeah. So all of these seem simple enough, but they are the but the key is the sum of them. Adults who practice all five of these elements are overwhelmingly trusted by teens and young adults. Listening, transparency, integrity, care, expertise, relational ministry isn't complex and even though it changes as young people change the basic need is still the same they need connection more than ever our environments are a little artificial many teens are forced to come and there's an expiration date on their time with us in our programs but that doesn't mean we don't make the full effort and try to get better at it yeah so the the end of this um part of the presentation from um springtide which we encourage you to go and look it up, is um, just some quotes from different people that are in ministry. So uh, this was from Victoria, diocesan leader. And I thought some of these were just kind of revealing to what the challenges that are there, but also the hope in what we're doing. So she said, it was really interesting just to hear, we just asked them, what do you need? And we had a conversation around that. And then we talked about what we could do as a council to help young people. And a lot of what we heard was that they're just tired. They need support. Mm -hmm. They need love. They need God. At this point, I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's great. And then someone wrote down, we need deodorant. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, you do. You need that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another quote was, the programmatic approach simply doesn't work. You're going to have to be in relationship with people. That means you have to build up a whole new volunteer base who actually like young people, as opposed to being a member-based society, which is what our church was 50 or 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. But we still operate under that same structure and we expect a new result. And then he continued on. The church is the last place that teens live out their faith. I think sports teams often are better places because after the church retreat, teens go back to their peers. They live it out with their peer groups, not necessarily within their families and definitely not their church. And that's why we need to be not in these groups, but in connection with them, mm -hmm. which is a challenge to us, I think, because yeah. our whole program is focused on those groups. Mm -hmm. And so how are we invested in them outside of those times mm -hmm. together? That's where the relationships really can build. Absolutely. So one bright idea. One bright idea. Hit us with it. One bright idea to end with. Go and find this study at Springtide's website. You can get it for free. You can download. Um, it's just a PDF. And it's pretty comprehensive. They have a lot of different ones that you can sign up for. This one that we were going over today is specifically for Catholics. Um, but they have a general one about Christian churches as well. And then after you kind of go through this, do an assessment with your leaders. Assess how are you doing in all of these areas. Grade yourself. Talk about how to improve a chance to ruthlessly evaluate. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us on today's Car Rides Worth of Content. We love you very much. We conclude this series and this season with one more episode on recommitting to relational ministry. So next time we will talk about celebrating milestones and share some of the ways that we do that and that we want to do it better. Thanks for joining us.